Letter 100 of Selected Letters of St. Jane Francis de Chantal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Selected Letters of St. Jane Francis de Chantal by St. Jane Francis de Chantal. To Monsieur Noël Brûlard, Commander de Sillery at Paris. Vive Jésus! Valence, 2nd July, 1636. My most honored, beloved, and dearest father, I certainly have no wish to delay in answering your kind and cordial letter, which gives such a lucid account of the finale of this wicked affair. Footnote. We quote the following extract from the History of the Foundation of the Visitation Order. Quote, a person of good social position had, it is said, borrowed a very large sum of money from the second monastery of the Visitation at Paris, promising immediately to send a written acknowledgment of this loan and to repay it at the end of a fortnight. But upon receiving the money, he at once absconded. Informed of his departure, Mother Marie Agnes Leroy took active steps to recover the money, which was the entire capital of her community. The immediate result of her inquiries was that the affair became public, and the friends of the accused, who were very numerous, all took his part and spread the grossest calumnies against the victims of his treachery. But God, taking charge of their defense, providentially brought back to Paris the culprit, who thus fell into the hands of those who were seeking him. He made restitution, in so far as to acknowledge with confusion that he had taken the money, intending to speculate with it, but he appears to have been unable to restore to the convent the entire sum. End quote. The nuns claimed no other punishment for him than the avowal of his discreditable conduct. End footnote. And, above all, of the good odor of those little servants of the Lord, our sisters of the Faubourg, and of the reparation made to them. Oh, how good God is! and how prompt in coming by ways which confound the prudence of the worldly wise to the succor of the innocent. For the greatness of his mercies, may he be forever blessed. You must have been deeply moved in the goodness of your heart on witnessing such a marked and fatherly interposition of providence in this grave crisis. Truly happy are the souls who repose entirely in the pitying and loving bosom of this Heavenly Father. You cannot think what this grace has wrought in my heart towards God, whom we can never sufficiently thank for it, and towards you, my very dear Father, for the incomparable assistance which you have given these poor daughters of mine. It is quite impossible to express to you what I feel, and always shall feel, for the succor and the support in all our necessities which God has given us through you is a priceless treasure from which we draw both spiritual and temporal profit. May the sweet Saviour bless you with his richest graces 
and recompense you with his divine love. My poor sisters needed this experience so that they might learn to trust themselves entirely to your paternal care. They have written to me expressing their gratitude and begging of me to help them to return you fitting thanks. It is a sweet providence, I cannot but think, that has permitted the evil act of that miserable man, so that by means of it a more complete union should be established between our two monasteries of Paris, and that our Lord should have made use of you as the bond of union, for they themselves recognize this and write of it to me. God be blessed. This story deserves to be recorded for posterity. But if it is possible, I should be glad to know every circumstance of it in detail, for, from certain things that have been written to me, it seems as if this man took the money to invest it for the benefit of our sisters. I want to know the truth about this, and for what object it was confided to him. My sister, the superior of the Faubourg, tells me that on Sunday evening, when I had said adieu to her, Monsieur de Lamoignon took 54,000 francs of it to buy an office for his son. I am asking sister to write to me about this matter, for you must not trouble to do so. We have visited our houses of Pont-Saint-Esprit, Avignon, Montpellier, Arles, Aix, and Marseille, where certainly everything is blessed and in all of which the observance is kept with great exactitude. It is most consoling to see on all sides how the sisters love and esteem their vocation. All these houses have excellent superiors. When at Aix we saw those of Digne, Draguignon, Grasse, and Forcalquier. The four are invaluable mothers capable of putting their hands to anything in which divine providence may employ them and of rendering all manner of good service to God and the Institute. We also met at Aix the superiors of Cisteron, Apt, and Toulon, humble and virtuous souls, but not possessing the useful talents of the first four. In returning from Provence, I stopped at our house of Crest, where I again found very good sisters with a young mother of thirty, but of a capable mind, judicious and zealous. She keeps straight to the grand road of the rule, for fear, she says, of going astray. She gave me great satisfaction. Now I am at Valence, where it appears to me the community is feeling somewhat the effects of having had young superiors for eight years in succession. Nevertheless, they keep to the exterior observance and manifest an ardent desire to profit by our stay. I have not yet spoken with them, but I intend to do so. The superior is good, gentle, capable, and willing, but is wanting in experience. This, please God, will come. These sisters are in need of one who is firm and experienced. I hope, as next year will be that of their election, that God will look after them in this matter according to their needs. Pardon my bad writing, but I forget half I wish to say. We went from Marseille to Saint-Baume, a place of great devotion. Always your very humble, obedient, and obliged daughter and servant in our Lord. End of letter 100